We know that marketers in the business are trying to get people's attention. But equally, uh, at Spotify, we really try and bring in the sort of sophistication of digital advertising to audio for the first time. So my nugget is bring audio into your media plans. Jobs in ad tech. If you're looking for a new role in the industry, there's only one place to go. Free job listing for all recruiters and talent acquisition managers until September. Go to jobsinadtech.com today. Jobs in ad tech. Hello and welcome to the shiny new object podcast. My name is Tom Ollerton. I'm the founder of the creative effectiveness ad tech platform, Automated Creative, but I'm also the host of this podcast, which interviews some of our industry's leaders each week about their journey and their vision for where they think the industry is going. And this week is absolutely no different. I'm very proud to have this person on the show for the second time. And it's Ed Couchman, who is head of sales, UK and Northern Europe at Spotify. So Ed, for anyone who doesn't know who you are and what you do, can you give us a bit of background? Hello, Tom. And hello to all the listeners. It's uh, fabulous to be back. I think it was over three years ago, Tom, since I was last on the show. And it's great to see uh, your show going from strength to strength. Um, I've been at the Spotify band for the last six months. And uh, prior to that, I had a six-year stint as general manager for Snapchat in the UK. And prior to that, I worked at Facebook for six years. And then also a number of other uh, UK media owners, notably uh, Channel 4 and the Daily Mail. But in short, been in digital advertising since the early 2000s. Right. That is a lot of experience. So I'm curious to know, do you have a marketing book that's helped you propel your career and knowledge through that period? Uh, well, first of all, I'm hopefully not telling your listeners that how old I am, but yeah, I like to think it of as uh, experience. Uh, but there is a book I think that stands out to me, and it's a book that I kind of really reference to uh, particularly new uh, people into the industry, people that want to sort of dig into marketing and the sort of uh, power of marketing. And that's the, which I think is a famous book by Byron Sharp called How Brands Grow. And it is a seminal piece of work. I think it's over 10 years old now, actually. But it's the first sort of real empirical study analyzing uh, the sort of um, the maths behind or data behind how brands grow. And I think it was that linking marketing to business outcomes, which really set it apart at the time. And if I was to have another book, it's not a book, it's just a name check and author, anything by Malcolm Gladwell as well would also stand out to me as a must read. So let's go back to how brands grow. And I'll I'll be honest with you, that is definitely the most mentioned book on this podcast, but not for a long time. So if someone's not a book reader and wants to absorb the three main points in that book, what would you say that they are? Do you know what? I think I would distill it down to just a couple of points, maybe one standout point that brands grow by... Uh, physical availability, so being on shelves, essentially, or being easy for consumers to buy, and through mental availability. And mental availability is all about advertising, to make sure that your brand is front of mind when people are making a decision about what to buy. And that is the power and potential of of, uh, advertising. And that's why I recommend it. And I think it is a cornerstone. And, you know, there have been some challenges to some of those findings over the years. But personally, I still think they hold true. So I was listening to a podcast that was sort of uh, also marking the 10-year anniversary of the the long and the short of it by Les Burnett and Peter Field, I think. And 
one of the arguments that they make in the book is that actually digital isn't very good at building mental availability and it's more those long form emotional formats such as TV and above the line platforms that deliver that so curious to know where you sit when it comes to that debate yeah I think it's, it's an outraging debate isn't it as well particularly now I think where you see a large amount of marketing investment going into basically short-term driving sales essentially immediate sales as uh, brands and businesses look to maximize their returns for shareholders um so it's very interesting I, I would take a little bit of an issue with Bennett and Phil that it's not quite as binary that I do think it's what's the right blend um and so think about how Traditional brand building channels, so broadcast channels can work alongside uh, digital as well to, to do both things. But I don't think it's quite as binary. And I think it's about what's the right blend. So you've told us a couple of books or a couple of authors, certainly. But what are your top marketing tips? What's your favorite nugget of advice that you find yourself sharing most often? Uh, do you know what? Obviously, I've been at the band for six months, so I have to say bring digital audio into your media plan. But um, allow me to just unpack that a little because I appreciate it might be a bit self-serving. But I, historically, as you know, when I shared some of my, my experience, I've always worked in audiovisual mediums, essentially. So this is the first time that I've actually worked purely in audio. And one thing I've been really taken aback by is that we are in the midst of a audio revolution. So there are so many new formats and ways for people to listen. And I would ask you, Tom, to reflect and maybe your listeners. And actually, I think, you know, we're on a podcast. Podcasts are 10 years old. And obviously, there's been a huge explosion in podcast listening ship, not just because of the pandemic, uh, and because we've seen many of those behaviors continue afterwards. So right now, we have one in four Brits listening to a podcast uh, every month. Spotify in the UK, according to Comscore, has 26 uh, million active users every single month. So there's a huge listenership and audience and you know we know that marketers in the business of trying to get people's attention so we have that sort of audience to get people's attention but equally uh, at spotify we really try and bring in the sort of sophistication of digital advertising to audio for the first time so my nugget is bring audio into your digital into your media plans right i will let you get away with them um, <laughs> given, given your job title and your nature but I think you've argued a fair point there. Right. So we're now getting on to your shiny new object. So you have chosen something called Sonic Science 2, which to me sounds like a film, uh, but I'm fairly confident it isn't. But could you tell us, tell the audience why Sonic Science 2 is your shiny new object and what is it? Of course, I agree with you. I think it does make a really good film name, actually. So the sort of hypothesis or our ambition for the study really was to try and better understand how listeners engage with audio content on the platform. Essentially, we wanted to really unpack how people think and feel when they are listening to audio content. So we partnered with some uh, great research partners, some really intelligent people to try and uh, help us unpack that. Um, and we really wanted to build on the first installment, the first film, Sonic Science 1, where we essentially found that digital audio and Spotify are much more engaging and more immersive than many other media channels, particularly social media and uh, TV and radio. And we had this sort of sense that people are bringing audio into their lives all the time. And Sonic Science 2 really sort of backed that up, that essentially it is the soundtrack to everyone's day all of the time. 
you know, and again, if people sort of self-reflect from maybe walking the dog, reading the book, cooking, doing household chores, studying, but essentially that we found that 63% of all of the study participants really found that Spotify was an crucial part of their daily routines. And what's, what surprised you the most about the report? What was in there that you were like, mm, that's uncomfortable or unusual? What was the, what was the thinking there? Again, for me, what's, what stood out as, as, again, being new to audio is I always had this perception that audio was something that was in the background while you're doing something else. But actually, it is often centre stage in people's lives. That actually is in the foreground and people are actively listening. And not only that, but I, and this is, I guess, my personal sort of highlight of the study is that how Spotify is a mood booster. So a third of all study participants said they felt happy or cheerful after listening to Spotify, whilst a quarter, so 25% of people thought they described themselves as feeling calm. And this sort of halo effect of providing sort of good vibes or positive energy, I think can really be extended to the advertising experience as well. This episode of the Shiny New Object podcast is brought to you in partnership with Manfest. Whether it's live in London or streamed online to the global marketing community, you can always expect a distinctive and daring blend of fast-paced content, startup innovation pitches, and unconventional entertainment from Madfest events. You'll find me causing trouble on stage, recording live versions of this podcast, and sharing a beer with the nicest and most influential people in marketing. Check it out at www.madfestlondon.com. So you've got a, a decent-sized audience, and you've got this emotional channel that is kind of almost front and centre in people's lives, or certainly front and centre in those kind of uh, some more passive moments, uh, uh, shopping or travel and so on. So, and, um, and this... I'm, I work in sales as well. So what, what's the challenge that you have in selling this in? Like, what, what is the common rebuke to you, given that you have this report with all this data in there? Yeah, do you know what? That's a really good question because it's one that I've been wrestling with as well since, since my arrival. I think there's a perception that digital audio is very similar uh, or serves a very similar role on the media plan to traditional radio. And that essentially is cost-effective reach and low barriers to entry and low production costs. And it's just a pure uh, reach play. And how we try and overcome that is by talking, yes, that is the case. You know, we do reach that huge audience, 26 million uh, monthly active users. So it can affect, be a very effective reach tool. But then we also start to talk about how the sophistication of digital, I think. And one way we look to frame that is around the three M's. So uh, we can reach people in their sort of the mood they're in, essentially. And if it's not maybe their mood, it could be the, the moment they're sort of in as well. That could be uh, exercising or doing yoga or walking the dog. And then maybe their mindset as well. So mood, moment and mindset. And we use that as a model to sort of bring together the sophistication of what digital audio can offer, essentially. So what do you think is going to change with digital audio and, and your products in the next year or so? What, what are you expecting to say, yeah, I told you so, if we had this conversation this time next year? Oh, that's a cracking question. Um, I said, I, I said, I focus on trying to bring the sort of sophistication of digital. And I think one thing, the first step we try and do is to 
have a better grip on measuring effectiveness and efficiency. And we actually launched just around can actually uh, a product that we call Spotify Advertising Analytics. And essentially, that's a free tool that we offer all advertisers to better understand how their campaigns on Spotify are working. And it's a way to demonstrate effectiveness. And I think doing that is the first thing we need to do to advertisers to demonstrate value, essentially. The longer term journey, though, is around thinking and acting more like a platform. And we are investing significantly in our what we call Ad Studio, which essentially is a self-service tool. And that self-service tool will allow advertisers to, and many of them will be familiar with that from other digital platforms, but it's around enabling advertisers to purchase infantry based on their objectives. That could be reach, it could be installs, it could be purchases, but essentially allowing advertisers to buy infantry based on their own objectives, their business objectives, not just media metrics. And so looking at Sonic Science, I'm, I'm flicking through the, the deck as we speak. How is the business using this research to shape its own offering? You know, what? I think it really goes back to how we're using it to sort of spike or increase people's curiosity in audio, uh, particularly on this feeling of how it creates a positive vibe. Um, you know, you never, ever hear people say you've listened to too much music today where well, you might hear that around screen time. You know, you beat the screen. And I think we're trying to demonstrate how it can audio can have a positive impact and be a sort of generally mood enhancer on people's lives. And I think that's a key message we're trying to land as well as trying to tackle uh, some, a question that we hear a lot from marketeers is around, well, what, what additional things can audio bring to my media plan? Why would I take something off my media plan to put digital audio on? And I think that sort of mood mindset moment thing helps us create those arguments over and above the cost-effective reach. So let's go into those the three M's at the minute. So the mindset is, is is fascinating to me, and I'm sorry for maybe not having enough media understanding from an audio perspective, but I understand what mindset means. But what does that actually mean to how a brand uses your platform to hit their audience? So I'm I'm a senior marketer, and I go right digital audio is part of my media mix. How do you then? use the mindset insight to help them target? Yeah, sure. So essentially, we take people's listening habits, history, and draw some conclusions from their sort of likes, tastes, and preferences. Perhaps one of the best illustrations I'm going to use is from a uh, a leading FMCG brand that creates home cleaning products, essentially. And this is a great way, which I think they have. So one in every three UK homes has, has this product. Uh, so it's a very traditional product, mass market product. And I think what they're trying to do is to build a greater relevance when the routine is happening. So basically someone's cleaning their home and often music or podcast is a complement to that. And we would use that mood mindset moments piece to try and identify what are the playlists people are listening to when they might be cleaning their home or what are their podcasts they're listening to. And we can have some real fun with the creativity here as well. An illustration would be uh, listening to, say, a true crime podcast. And the ad would be brought from this uh, FMCG brand. And it might be stain removals for maybe some blood on the carpet to try and have a little bit of humour around it's a true crime. You might be cleaning up a murder scene sort of thing and have that sort of little bit of fun and, and uh, playfulness along with the sort of relevance of what you're listening to at the same time. 
So essentially, though, Tom, to answer your question, it's about taking people's music listening history, the wonderful algorithm that we have that kind of brings new music to people and sort of using that to fuel some suggestions for uh, targeting for brands. And where do you see the impact of generative AI and voice impacting your space? I, I saw a demo on LinkedIn the other day for uh, a human being called Tesla, and there was an automated Tesla bot that spoke, and I would say ever so slightly too slowly. I knew that it was fake, so I kind of heard it, but you could fast forward how, you know, six months a year, however long, that you would get all of the natural inflections of a voice and the different timbre changes, depending on what the nature of the, the, the conversation was. And I know that's customer service and that's, you know, that's kind of off to the races, that whole game, but how is that going to affect ads are we going to see far more dynamic ads from you guys where i'll get adverts in a north uh, northeastern accent and you'll get them from wherever you're from help me understand how you see advertising or digital audio advertising being impacted by some of the technologies that are becoming very apparent in more av platforms i think first of all we'll just take a step back and think about how ai is going to impact the platform full stop we actually launched a new launch a new project called AI DJ. I'm just going to try and do a quick demo live if I can. Please. I know what you listen to. I see Stacey Kent there. So I'm going to be here every day playing those artists you got in rotation, going back into your history for songs you used to love. And I'm always on the lookout for new stuff too, just to push your boundaries a little bit. I'm going to come back every few songs to change up the vibe. But if you're ever not feeling the music, there's going to be a DJ button at the bottom of your screen. Tap that and I'll come back early to switch it up. All right, enough talk. I mentioned Stacey. You probably got a flavor of that. So that was that AI DJ. Um, and it's actually using generative AI from a, a Spotify employee, actually. So hopefully that gets over that sort of human question you mentioned, Tom. And really what we're doing is using generative AI to bring a curated playlist just as we might do in Discover Weekly, for example, but bringing that to life with a human voice based on all your sort of previous his, uh, listening habits. Uh, embarrassing for me, that was Stacey Kentner, uh, the DJ mentioned, which is a easy listening jazz artist. So that really is a little bit of insight into me, which I didn't plan to reveal, Tom, but I'll, I'll leave it there. Um, <laughs> and hopefully that highlights um, how we think AI can really benefit the listener and the sort of wider Spotify community and really enhance our product, our offering, our service. But that's the platform. Though. How does that technology affect the ads? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a really interesting uh, sort of journey for us around how AI might be used to create some advertising as well, right? So we, I talked previously about those traditional uh, benefits of audio, one of them being a sort of low cost for production. You know, if you're going to uh, create a car chase for example, in a really in a audiovisual ad, that's pretty expensive. But you can use sound effects and the power of imagination to do that really easily. And I think those tools are going to be democratized and enable more brands, even small businesses, to start using audio. And if you couple that with the self-serve platform and democratizing access to our industry, I think those two things are going to be really powerful together. Yeah, I think so too. Ed, unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. So for anyone who wants to get in touch with you to talk about this, how would you like them to do that? And where's the best place to reach out? Ooh, good question. I'm going to be quite traditional, actually, Tom, and say LinkedIn. You know, I, I do try and respond to all the messages that I get uh, in LinkedIn. Uh, so if anyone would like to get hold of me or drop me a line, then please feel free to and I'll get back to you. Brilliant. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Cheers, Tom. It's great to be back and all the best for future episodes. 
Hi, just before you go, I'd really appreciate it if you could take the time to write a review of the Shiny New Object Podcast on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever it's called these days, or whichever podcast provider you use. We're an indie podcast, so it would go a long way for us if you could just share the word and give us a bit of a support on those channels. That would just be fantastic. If you haven't got time, that's also cool. And yeah, if you could tell your colleagues about the podcast and also if possible, don't forget to subscribe. And I'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, if you'd like to speak on the podcast, or be a guest or you think I'm asking the wrong questions, anything, I'd be super interested to hear what you think. So please email me at tom at automatedcreative.net. That's T-O-M at, uh, I'm not going to bother spelling it. Anyway, you'll work it out. Thanks so much.